currently running 48 miles uh, over two days is not a normal thing to do. At least not in my friend's circle. Or family circle, apparently. It's now Monday, March 7th, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky. Thanks for joining me. This here is my audio blog, my audio, my daily audio digest, I guess you could call it. Why do I do this? I was asked this, why, why do you record this? Like, well, it's, I kind of record it for me in 10 years from now, sort of thing that I'll probably listen back to it. Oh, maybe I won't. I'm actually very good question. How many times have I gone back to my website and pulled out a, a blog post from 10 years ago? And actually, thinking of it, it's been almost, how many years? It's 2022. 12 years that I've had a website tracking my blog posts, tracking my, my travels, and somewhere where I've been posting kind of regularly, but not really. I think this audio blog is the most consistent I've ever been in terms of of publications. So why this uh, blog, this the audio blog, is because first of all, it is easier than sitting down to do the written word. Second of all, one of the things I did want to practice was uh, public presentation skills, so public speaking, but not public speaking because it's, it's not as if I'm afraid of it, but it's more about getting the intonation and the clarity uh, proper. And the wordage, because I can tell you, speaking off the cuff, sometimes, I mean, it sounds easy, but being able to uh, be clear in your thoughts is a bit more of a challenge than if you have the um, leeway that comes with a regular conversation. And I do try to make this like a regular conversation. It's very little post-production at all done on this thing. But yeah... I do this for posterity. I do it for 10 years from now. I do it so I can think over some of the things I'm doing and kind of keep track of my own sort of uh, interests and possibly in some way, shape, or form, if my interests, or at least the process of me getting through my interests, can help somebody else sort of inspire them, motivate them, or interest them and go, you know, maybe this is possible, or maybe that's not possible. Or, you know, just giving someone a good laugh of like, this guy did what? You know, then then it's mostly served its purpose. So yes, what about this 48 miles? Well, <laughs> I think this is, the year, uh, this is the first time I actually told other people about it. Last year I ran it, uh, but I don't think I actually told too many people about it, because last year... I was a little bit more concerned about whether or not I was going to actually make it. Uh, I didn't want to clunk out halfway or even like a part of the way and like be sort of embarrassed. Whereas this year, I did post this on the socials. And I was actually surprised that, um, I mean, there were a few people asking, like, are you okay? <laughs> Is this a cry for help? <laughs> like, uh, why, how would you consider this a cry for help running, running 50 miles? I mean, if anything, it's like, is this, is this an indication of the state of affairs in the country that you're currently living in sort of thing? Like along the lines of, are you practicing? (laughs) Which it did go through my mind. I'm not going to lie. 
Uh, I mean, and the war in Ukraine was going through my mind as well, going, you know what, uh, things like this is like, we have the luxury sometimes of being able to pick and choose if we want to get up in the morning and work out uh, or run 50 miles or whatever, right? But then what if you didn't? Could you do it? And part of this challenge, actually, it was inspired by this guy, uh, David Goggins, who I've talked about many times before. Um, and he was running it this weekend as well. I mean, this is the weekend that he sets as being the 4x4x48. And um, the idea is to basically put your mind over your matter, uh, over your over your body. So if it, even though you might think you're tired, if you, you might feel tired, in reality, you can keep on going. And you'll figure out a way to keep going if you want to keep on going. And that's what I want to find out. I mean, last year was just to see if I could actually do it. This year, the goal was to run the whole thing. I didn't. I had to walk uh, 7, 8, 9, and 10. So four lengths I had to walk just because I, I wasn't recovering properly. And I can say that now because for lengths number 11 and 12, I changed the way that I approached the length to be run. That is to say, an hour before the it, it was running time, it was time to start running, I started stretching. So I had my compression socks on, I had a nap or whatever, then I woke up, and then I started stretching, and and this was went on for about 45 minutes before the run, and then that way, by the time it was time to run again, my legs were sort of limber again and it was it was easier to move I wasn't as tight whereas before what I was doing was that I was coming back I was eating and then stretching right away thinking that would somehow preserve my mobility but then I would sit inactive for an hour hour and a half try to get some rest or something and then wake up and go try to run well uh, not a good way not a good way I don't know how Goggins does it I do know that he started doing these types of ultra marathons uh, back in 2005, I think, was one of his first marathons. So he's been doing this for the better part of almost two decades, right? Not only that, I was thinking about why he was doing something like this. This this 4x4x48 was made famous. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's a Joe Rogan clip of the guy who... Uh, first spoke about his experience with this uh is that it's jesse itzler i think it is the owner of one of the new york sports teams and he had hired uh goggins to come and live with him for a month you know give him some sort of give him some new challenges uh give him some sort of uh you know shake up his his schedule and so one day goggins shows up and said okay uh, for the next four we're gonna run four miles for the next, uh, every four hours for the next 48 hours. And this guy's like, what are you, what are you talking about? No, I, I got to work and everything. And so this year, I had to work as well. And that presented three new challenges for me. First challenge, running to work with a backpack. I, I weighed it before, it was like 4.5 to 5 kilos. I ran four miles with that thing on my back. Actually, I ran 4.5 because my watch cut out. Darn thing. My, the sleeves 
my long sleeve uh, athletic wear what wasn't drying out. And so when it was damp and it warmed up, it would hit the touch screen and stop the watch. And so this got kind of frustrating after a while. Number two, the second challenge was, how was I going to fit in a run at lunchtime knowing, first of all, that I, I had already run four or five lengths at that point. I had to change, and then I had to be back at a certain time. So there was a restricted window that I could do that uh, that lunchtime run. And then finally, the third challenge was going to be getting home. Like, would I run home or would I just walk it in? Thinking back, I probably could have walked that one in and that would have saved me, saved some of my energy. But I ran back and I ran most of it. I only walked about maybe half a mile, maybe three quarters of a mile on the way home. But again, I did it with a backpack. It wasn't as heavy, but I also didn't eat as much. So I had more of my lunch to take back with me, which is actually, I didn't see that going to happen at all, to tell you the truth. So those three challenges, coupled with um, the fact that I did want to run everything this time, and I was telling people about it. Having told people that I was going to do it actually worked out to benefit me because there were some people who I know who are athletic who were going, well, good luck, have fun, you know, enjoy it, and like, it's a jayo sort of thing, like, let's go. Um, and they were actually curious about the how I was actually managing to get it done. And then there were some other people who were like, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? And are you okay? Like, very different sort of responses to what I thought it would be. And apparently, I mean, this is where it kind of hits me that I don't think a lot of people are aware of this thing, <laughs> this challenge uh, that, that takes place. And I can't fault anybody because this, again, goes back to how and why David Goggins did this. He did not do this in the dead of winter. He did not do this in the center of Canada. Now, he could argue, they all could argue. Well, he could. Yes, he probably could. And he could probably kill it a whole lot better than most of us could. But he was running in Los Angeles, or in like California, Las Vegas, or uh, Nevada area, like those areas. Temperate. Even running outside here in Beijing. I mean, my clothes wouldn't dry in between runs. And so it just added to that aggravation of getting dressed, getting going, and getting outside, and putting up with the 10 minutes of cold weather, or being cold, until I warmed up. But, again, I go back to what I said at the beginning. We live in very luxurious times, or at least we used to, in which we could pick and choose whether or not to work out. And this is what was going through my mind. I'm going, I do want to challenge myself to get the run in before, during, and after work. I do want to get the runs in all the time. I want to run the whole thing. I don't want to walk it. Okay, I didn't reach that goal. And I want to see if I can get it done under a bit more of a public scrutiny. You know, what if? If I failed, like if, if I just couldn't do it anymore, what would happen? And I, I mean, I finished it, so that's the good thing, right? So I'm looking at this going, yeah, you know, it's... Uh, very easy to qualify, quantify, say, oh, well, you know, he didn't run during this and that. And I'm, I'm not not going to lie. I did call home this weekend and uh, they have lots of snow. 
I don't know if I could pull this off in that amount of snow the same way that I was able to do it here. I, unless, I mean, now, if I had a treadmill, sure. If I had an outdoor route, like I'm not, I wouldn't be able, I'm not sure if it'd be possible to do it outdoors, uh, at least not with as much ease as I have, uh, as I had it here in Beijing, because here it's flat, um, it's, I ran in variations of the compound, I ran variations around the whole neighborhood sort of thing, it was just all over the place, um, and it, it wasn't complicated, but you did have to keep on moving, right, uh, so other than that, I mean, I'm actually kind of happy that I did it, I'm, I feel fine, like, in terms of recovery, uh, yeah, it was tough, it was tough to get up this morning, and I was very sore after the whole thing, but, again, with the compression socks that I bought, um, those helped immensely for, for what they're worth, and then also hydration, I think one of the issues that, um, sort of got me last year and then also at the end of Saturday evening was that I wasn't drinking enough water. I wasn't hydrated. And I, actually, I was wondering, why did the Saturday night runs suck so much? It, I don't think it was just because it was evening and that I'd been running so much all the time. It was because I was dehydrated. I wasn't, I wasn't taking my fish oil as well, which is an anti-inflammatory type of it. And then also I wasn't having any coffee at night. So I didn't have that extra boost that I had during the day. Like the first three runs didn't really even count. Like 8 p.m., midnight, and 4 a.m., those don't count, right? I mean, you're still fresh. Your legs are good and good to go. 8 a.m. run, I mean, I ran it at 7.30 because I had to get there. But, I mean, that was more anxiety of getting to work. You had a, you had a deadline. You had some pressure. So that one, I mean, that was kind of I had to run or take a bike or something but I mean if I was going to run I had to run there was no other way to do it lunchtime oof, that one was tough <laughs> that was the one that I was kind of like this was this one's going to suck and I don't want to really do this but uh I, let's get it done and that was probably as soon as I finished that one I'm like I sort of relaxed a little bit but then again coffee fish oil got through that last run I wasn't having coffee Saturday night I kind of wonder what if, what if I was drinking coffee throughout the entire thing, having my anti-inflammatory such as the fish oil, would, would the Saturday night runs be any easier to do? That would be my question. And you know what? Of all the beautiful things that there are out there, there's another one called a 5x4x24, <laughs> in which you run 5 miles every 4 hours for 24 hours. I got thinking, like, you know, I don't know if I really want this thing to dominate my life here. This is once a year, and this probably contributes to one of the reasons why I, I, sh I struggle so much through it. I don't run, as much as I do run regularly every week, it's not, I don't do two a days or three a days or anything like that. And I wonder if one of the reasons why Goggins made this, this challenge for himself, because he didn't make it for other people, he made it for himself. It was to start training for the ultra marathons. Like, and he runs 150 miles, 100 miles, these huge, long, three, four day events, right? That you have to, you can't train for all at once. You have to break it down. And four by four by 48, it's 48 miles in two days. Well, then you do that twice a week. 
or you do it once a week, then twice a week, then three times a week, and you start, you're able to start building up your body. You're, three times a week, I mean, every three or four days, you're, you're doing another cycle of it sort of thing. Training your body to undergo that sort of stress that would, it would, that it would endure in a full-length ultra marathon, which kind of makes sense. I see if you're training for that, then this type of training, this type of weekend, starting at 8 p.m. on a Friday night, ending on a Sunday afternoon, I mean, you're able to, I mean, yeah, Monday morning you might be sore, but you can get going. I mean, I was able to get going. Slower than normal, but still able to get going. If you, I, some people, when they heard me doing it, they were like, Ugh, not a chance. I'm like, you know what? You don't have to run. I'm choosing to run because that's what Goggins was doing. You could cycle, swim, uh, you could walk. Like I was walking for, uh, four lengths of it, but I wasn't going to skip any of the lengths. Not, not at all. I was, I was going to get them all in. So that's what I chose to do. And I'm happy I did. I mean, I'm. <laughs> Lying down here on Monday night going, does it feel like I ran 48 miles? Actually, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, my calves are a little bit tight, but yeah, the quads are a little bit tight too. But other than that, I mean, it just feels like I worked out. That's it. So in terms of recovery, I mean, I, I did miss today's workout. I don't feel bad about that, but I guess tomorrow morning it's right back into the swing of things, right? <laughs> Oh, we'll see about that. Anyway, so that's uh, what kept me busy. And if you are keeping track of the other things I've uh, been doing, the other big project I have going on right now in March uh, is this March motion. So I didn't post anything, but today, last night actually, um, was it Saturday night? Did I get anything done? I think I started it. And I was just like, no, I can't. I'm not doing this. No, I don't even think I did. I think it was Sunday night. Yes, it was yesterday that I sat down and I did two rough drafts and then today I finished those rough drafts and I also did a third one so I've got three of them uh, to pop up uh, which I'll get on to right away kind of neat how um, how versatile this program is this Apple motion program I was asked like what is this all leading leading to I'm going this this Apple motion one of the reasons I want to learn it is because it's a type of animation program and it makes things a lot easier compared to some other programs out there, such as Blender. Blender is an open source graphics uh, program, like a 3D modeling sort of uh, animation program. Whereas Apple Motion is mostly for like film transitions and titles and little bits and pieces of effects that you can do on a small scale. This is hopefully going to lead into some sort of transferable knowledge from Apple Motion to uh, Adobe After Effects, which is what I'm going to concentrate on next week or next next month. And the reason I pick out Adobe After Effects is because that's the industry standard for all of your uh, professional whatevers, your movies and VFX and stuff like that. They all use After Effects. They've been using it for decades. And so that's the next program that I'd want to learn in the film production workflow. So this month is Apple Motion because I'm mostly Mac-based. It's cheap. It's 50 bucks. I own it. No, no other issues around it. And then Adobe After Effects, that's the next one. Now, this is all leading up to one problem, though. These programs get big, 
and my computer is uh, is of a fixed size and I'm starting to f- see some of the limitations that a five-year-old computer can handle when you're trying to edit 4k computer graphics it's a lot of work going through that computer not to mention I mean if you have only one one computer and you're doing some sort of editing or rendering and then you have to edit a word document it's like having a, uh, a desk and you can't find anything it's like where's your pens where's your paper where's your notebook it's the same thing I mean, as much as everything's in one place, which is actually kind of worse because if the power goes out or, God forbid, the battery dies, I mean, now, now you got a very expensive paperweight, right? Not even expensive. I mean, you paid for it, you used it, but now it's worth nothing. A frisbee, there you go. Use it for that. Oh, goodness, yes. So I will have those March Motion videos up very soon. Have fun with it. Uh, enjoying it and learning quite a bit of it uh, along the way. I had a chance to update my website as well, so you can check that out. Uh, a lot of the uh, audio blog files have been posted as well, updated the uh, March Motion uh, links there as well. Uh, yes, I know I haven't f- released the full albums of December Drumming or January. I was thinking about that, and oh, you know, it's been kind of busy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I've been uh, sort of running around quite a bit. I did do the initial volley of work on the next episode of my podcast, so I got that all organized. Wednesday I'm going to sit down and probably do a little bit more of the uh, audio editing for hopefully, if we can hit a Thursday night release, that'd be fantastic. I think uh finally get that done, because I know uh, actually some people want to hear about it, so that's great. And uh, yeah, so that that's all up on my podcast, all, all up on my website, stevensersky.com. You can go take a look at that. Oh, you might be wondering how my Chinese is going. Well, I might have to talk about this another time, but I did sit down and do at least three or four characters, real Chinese, which was a f- welcome respite from textbook work. I mean, I don't just didn't want to look at my textbooks anymore. I didn't go to class yesterday. Uh, on Sunday, so I was like, okay, I'll put in a token amount of 10 to 15 minutes. I won't feel so bad. And that's that. All right, folks, well, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, I know uh, Russia's still bombing Ukraine, and it did kind of cross my mind. I'm like, how can anyone be misinformed these days? And I, I've seen the, um, the, uh, the tweets and the news streams and whatever that, you know, Putin is blocking Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. I mean, there's other countries who do that too. I know this. The issue is, in this day and age, for how can any amount of the people, is there really a critical mass amount of the people that don't get their information from a variety of sources, especially if maybe that part of the people is in the army and that army goes to where they're being told there's bad people, they show up and they're going, where are the people? Where are the bad people? How come there's no one left? I mean, at what point does it become like, wait a minute, maybe we are wrong. Maybe we're not being told. Maybe we're not being told something. That thought was going to my mind today. As I, yeah, because this uh, my Russian. I was working on some of my Russian today. I was watching the uh, the news in Russian. The way that they present it is just so so factful. I'm like. Factual. Ah, this is this is this is bizarre that they're even doing this. 
What are the ramifications? A good question. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, hopefully this gets resolved. I was 17 days is what, uh, what one number I was given. And looking at the price of oil, seasonality of oil, seasonality of gold. And I'm going, yeah, this looks like it's a springtime rally. And with every rally, there is a springtime pullback as well. Mid-March would be a good time, wouldn't it? Why not? Who knows? Folks, I'm going to leave it there. Hope you guys are well. Hope you're recuper uh, recuperating and recovering if you did the 4x4x48. And if you didn't, think about doing it next year or middle of the year. Pick a time and do two-a-days for a little while. See how you do. Why not? Two-a-days two of whatever it is. If you do 100 burpees in the morning, do 200. 100 in the morning, 100 in the afternoon or in the evening. Why not? See, see if you can. See if you can. It's a good challenge. Thanks for listening, folks. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stephenserski.com. Have a good one. Stay safe out there. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.